0: For me, he didn't overrun us. Yeah. you know, he didn't overtrain us. And so when I got out, um, and even while I was coaching, I was still—I I wanted to run. You know, and that's when I—that's when a lot of my faster times. Just came. like Sea Biscuit.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of coaches on couches
2: bing slouches
1: another solid drum roll three
2: yeah I, uh, you know, I think the drum roll adds a little bit three three slouches three on slouches. the couch today we're, we're counting coach Chris as a slouch
1: I am coach Dale Sanford coach B-Fun and coach Chris Winter we're going to talk to Chris today but first shout outs, shout outs. love them my first shout out She's been a shout out a number of times. Is uh, Liz Hall? Liz Hall went out to uh, went out to Phoenix and had her goal marathon pace uh, in sight, and uh, had a bit of a stomach uh, issue. L-G-I. And uh, yeah, had it not been for that, she'd have hit the goal pace. But still a PR. Still so actually a several minute, three three over three minutes. Solid. Uh, PR solid uh, in Phoenix. So, but at goal pace before. Oh yeah, or to- she she had it. She nice. had it totally had it. Yeah. Uh, if it weren't for the uh, the one little mm-hmm. thing. So, so we've learned we've learned a few things about uh, what not to eat uh, for lunch the day before a race. So Ooh, yes, <laughs> but no no Thai
2: food. But stay away I from mean, the
1: Vietnamese. This was only this was only a what the last one was in. So this was a 7 6 months, 7 month turnaround between the last one where she hit her Boston qualifier and then, you know, they changed the time, so we right, we yeah. had to shoot for about 5 minute gain, which is a big gain. So, so in 7 months, we basically took 5 minute almost we realistically took 5 minutes off of her her marathon time. So That's awesome. It's just a I mean, she she's Uber steady focus. progression, Yes. laser focus, yes. I mean, laser
2: focus and, and focus on yeah the steady the steady progression.
1: We did such a hard focus on race pace this time mm-hmm. that there was no way she was not going to hit it. Nice, you know,
2: So, excellent. My shout outs, plural. Same Go race though, uh, actually competing together, team time trial, uh, the Alabama Wheelman TT. Uh, two of our female cyclists, uh, Sally Landham and Mary Hazlip. Went down and they crushed it. So uh, they were second overall on the podium. Um, both of them had great power numbers. Uh, it was road bike only. So the team time trial was road That's bike fun. only, which makes it that makes it kind of nice, you know, less barrier to entry for some of the teams yeah. if everyone's on a on the road bike, so you don't have to have that specialized equipment. But uh, yeah, they kicked off. You know, Lee kicked off racing season the what week before, two weeks before. Yeah. Now uh, I'm calling it full swing. Racing We're season in full swing. What we have, uh, most of the guys are now, what a week away. Yeah, Two weeks? yeah, a race uh, week from Sunday is yeah. what we'll be kicking our season class, off
1: season. Shout out Crosswinds Classic. Yep, we'll be there. You never know what the force, weather's going to be at that you one. You never
2: know.
0: It doesn't never, look. Doesn't look good this year. You Never
2: know. <laughs> <laughs> if it's windy, there's there's literally like a ten foot climb on the course. Do you even call that a climb? No. There's an no. undulation. What? There's That's, a No. There's a massive 10-foot climb on the course. There's
1: 10 foot of elevation over an entire 13-mile <laughs> loop. <laughs>
2: it is as flat as it gets. it's uh, big Ooh. people, we worry about elevation gain. <laughs> Chris, <laughs> All right, Chris, what do you got?
0: I, I don't have any shout-outs this week. We had a lot of kids race at the Vanderbilt Indoor yeah. Music City Mile uh, a couple weekends ago. Four of them, middle schoolers. Yep. They raced... Um, they all will race to PRs. So that was, that was awesome. Awesome. Yeah, they did great. Uh, so, yeah, those are my shout-outs.
2: Can't and, ask for uh, more. This um, is what I, like. I like the variety we get. We get yeah. Yeah. cyclists. We get triathletes. We get running stuff. We mm-hmm. got youth running stuff. Um, I'm always excited about shout-out time just yeah. because of the variety. Yeah. A lot of cool stuff going on. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, so for those that don't
1: know Christopher here, um, he is our head running team. Uh, Cross country and track coach. He deals a lot with our youth programs, um, and also with our, um, you know, the people who come to us mainly for running. If you're, a, you know, a you know, pretty run strict, specific stuff, yeah, very yeah. run specific athlete. So, um, Chris has helped a number of people Boston qualify. Um, he's kind of started the the uh, kind of the elite program in Memphis for for cross country. Um, so, doing a lot of great things locally and has a ton of of coaching experience under his belt, which includes a state championship c- cross-country team. Uh, so, Chris, kind of give everybody kind of a little bit of a background on your, your sporting history and then a little bit of background on how you got into coaching and how you've managed to stick with it for so long.
0: Sporting history and coaching history. Yeah. yeah. Go with sports first, Chris. Sports first. Sports first. Well um i mean i probably got into sports first like you know just as a little kid as like most you know most maybe you guys did just playing little kids soccer and then doing uh just you know local basketball leagues and i never really had the size yeah point
2: guard. he's not he's not playing down in the post so i was getting the i
0: was getting to that <laughs> Yeah, you know, i wasn't playing no i wasn't playing the post no so like I was just found that I was just kind of quick, you know, it might not have been the absolute fastest, but it was always pretty quick. And, um, I think, uh, I got into running because that it just fit my, uh, body type pretty well. And so, you know, I ran cross country and track in high school and, um,
2: so was that the first running team you were on was, yeah was yeah high school?
0: Was well no the first running team i was on was in middle school in sixth grade the we ran at a track meet at um in ripley tennessee and so for some crazy reason you probably you definitely can't get away with it now but like i remember being in sixth grade seventh grade and running in a high school track meet two mile that's the first did race you win? no i did not win. i got <laughs> been epic i got lapped a couple times um But I remember seeing this guy run like two miles. I think he ran like 11 and a half minutes. I was like, that was so fast. I I don't know if I can ever do that. And um, I think uh, after that, that kind of hooked me because my friends did it. And so I just stuck with running. And that's how we hung out at the the meets, at track meets. We just would hang out and race. And then it just kind of evolved in high school to being just – kind of being more competitive so
1: how long did it take you to break that 11 minute two mile? Uh,
0: I, I think I did it the next like I don't remember maybe eighth grade maybe a year or two yeah it didn't take that long yeah I mean it, it really didn't because I mean for me sports and this touches a little bit on sports history but I like in running in high school I never thought about oh, I need to run this fast time I never wow. obsessed on times ever mm. not ever at all like it was always I'm in a race and I just wanted to try to win, you know? And so like sports in high school for me, it was just being competitive and running was just being competitive with the folks around me. And so as I got a little bit older though, and started running more in high school, um, I was on a team that it would just started. Like when I was in eighth grade, uh, the high school team had just started. And so, um, I mean, I ran in night, you know, ran high school cross country and for five years, because I got to run in eighth grade, and so um, a five-year Letterman, huh? Yeah, yeah, five-year yeah. letter jackets filled up. Yeah, do you yeah. have a letter jacket? I did. It was pur- really purple, so I didn't like. Wear letter, letter jackets like, one day. One day like, we're wearing wear letter them. jackets. I on have the mine. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you know, I was like my sports history. Just most of my memories are filled with really encouraging coaches in high school. And um, but obviously always you know very challenging and so I mean I ran high school cross country and track and played you know basketball and then um, played actually my senior year I did cross country basketball track and then played soccer my senior year as well during track season I wouldn't advise that uh, don't do high school so, soccer so Coach Chris took
2: special specialization in a single sport and went the opposite way yeah, He's yeah, like, I'm yeah, going to exactly. be just as general. Yeah. as yeah. possible and <laughs> yeah. uh, have my foot in every yeah. bucket uh-huh. here yeah, yeah. But at
1: the same time it's not it's not the worst thing in the world to take to get i mean I, i'm all for uh kids doing as many sure. sports as for possible sure. yeah I'm up the to the point too thin yeah up to the point yeah. where it spreads them too thin yeah. and they learn to hate yeah training mm-hmm. like uh you know like every every kid that you almost every kid that you ask, who's a, a solid collegiate athlete, played a lot of sports. Yeah, yeah. They, they got a lot of different experiences yeah. in, in sport in general. So I don't think that's that's necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> no. no, I right. mean,
0: I the only reason I did that is because the our high school track coach, who's also the athletic director, asked me to do soccer. And right. so, gotcha. you know, I said, yeah, I'll do it, but, you know, I, I'm running track and I don't want to, you know, compromise my ability to run fast my senior year for you know like if one was more important than the other it was it was always running and i had yeah. understanding coaches too and that we weren't around club sports in, in that time you know back in the 90s uh in jackson oh, there wasn't late, late, late 90s well, i graduated <laughs> 2000 so uh. yeah so yeah so that <laughs> so <laughs> yeah i'm dating it so so, yeah. y- so you Pushing had 37 I think the
2: big thing that i'm i'm getting from this though is like, the big thing that stood out to me is you didn't worry about your times. Exactly, yeah. Instead, mm-hmm. you were a competitive person. Mm-hmm, yeah. You did multiple sports because yeah. you liked to compete. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think, yeah. you know, there's two different mindsets of people that we we tend to deal with. Most of the people that come to a coach are like, you know, I've got a goal I want to hit. Mm-hmm. But there's, there's some that are trying to hit a time, and there's others that are trying to compete and race. And I yeah. think, um, I know, like, for me personally... I love to compete as well. that's what mm-hmm. drives me is competition mm-hmm. um so whether you're competitive against other people or competitive with yourself, I think there's two different two different sides of people and i yeah I would put you in the competitive against other people
0: yeah, bucket. I've always found that just really motivating, and I think you know when I was in high school there wasn't the accessibility to knowing how fast people ran all the time you know you didn't know you couldn't get on your phone you right compare at, yourself. yeah you couldn't compare much. yourself yeah. there wasn't like mile split or flow track or i mean you would get magazines like i would get that was it i would get a runner's world or running times magazine and read about this race that these guys were doing in uh you know like the footlocker south regional and i was like oh i want to go do that you know and yeah. i mean i never ran it in a high school but it was always just about competing and our coaches never pushed Specific times on us too. They always, it was always about. Um, in training, it was probably a little different. If I thought about it hard enough, but in races, it was okay. We want to try to win the state title as a team in cross country, and um, we never did. I ran with a guy on my team who was a phenom, and he never worried about his time. I mean, he won the state title. He ran his junior year. He started. and he ran three miles back then, and he ran like nineteen minutes. By the end of that season, he'd run seventeen oh two at the state meet. And by the end of his junior year, from that meet to the state meet, he went from 17.02 on that course to 15.38 on the same course next year in one state. And we never well, let's talked about let get him on the couch, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we never talked about times. So we just wanted to beat every – and it didn't matter. You know, some races you go to and, like, you know, we couldn't beat certain schools. We knew it, but we still tried so to compete. Let's the- kind
2: of go into that. I mean, the next thing we want to talk about is kind of like coaching history. But yeah. I think there's a lot of people, if you're not familiar with yeah. cross-country – the actual team tactics and strategy involved with that. So like for someone who's listening, whose kid maybe wants to get into cross country, um, or if there's a kid listening that would like to get into cross country, it's more than just your time. So kind of like dive into what that means, how the tactics sort of play out.
0: Yeah, I mean, like in cross country running, you know, there's uh, five people score, you know. And so whatever place you finish, that, like, say you finish 10th place, well, you score 10 points for your team, you know? And so it's like the fewer points your team scores, the better it is, right? So yeah, Like golf. Yeah, like golf, exactly. Yeah. Golf. <laughs> yeah. Sort of like golf. <laughs> sort of like golf. <laughs> a lot physically, you're breathing heavier. Similar terrain what to golf say, courses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and actually some cross-country meets are run on golf yeah. courses. So, yeah, so like a perfect score in cross-country is 15, you okay. know? And so, but like at a state meet, uh, you know, like when when I was coaching at Houston just a few years ago, and the girls won the state title. I think we scored sixty-eight points. Okay. No, I meant no, no, no. But well, that's what we would have scored if something had happened. we scored eighty-nine points and we won by six. Okay. So six or ten or something. So that's kind of close. But yeah, like tactics in cross country center around um, you know knowing who you have to compete against, mm-hmm. you know, and what their abilities are currently. Knowing the course is really important and the weather conditions on it, and then knowing who you're gonna be racing with on your team. That's how, I always, that's how I always coach people. Like when I started, like I went and ran college cross country at Union and then started coaching just after I graduated, like in 2005. And that was one of the first things I learned is to help, if our team's gonna get better, just pair people up on our team, you know, and say, okay, you two are racing together and y'all are team partners in this race. And your goal is to stay together the whole time because you do in practice mm-hmm. and catch as many people as you can throughout the race. And so I think that's a really important thing for teams to consider when they're racing is uh, you know where are my other team members mm-hmm. in the race? You Us- know,
1: using the using the team members that even are some of your better <clears throat> runners yeah. to elevate more of the lower, mm-hmm. you know, the the slower runners. Yeah. Just because, you know, they've trained together and they right. are maybe close and level. But, you know, this person, getting them to if you, can, if you can to hang win back, yeah, is not f- quite as good as if yeah. they can hang back right. and get second or third. Exactly. And yet, but that person will bring so, two, three, four yeah. other people closer, mm-hmm. uh, you know, better placing.
0: Exactly. I mean, it's a big deal. Like when you're racing cross country and you're and they're not any team your teammates around you and people are there there other people are competing against you they're surging and attacking you through corners and uphills and downhills but if you see a teammate by you you know they're not going to try to leave you mm-hmm. and that's just brings a lot of uh a lot of confidence to to your racing you know and so when i started coaching in jackson uh right after high school that's what i tried to teach kids just first of all is awareness of their fitness and what they're you know actually getting them consistently training, obviously, but you want to coach kids to race as a team and compete, you know, against, uh, you know, if they're competing in a division, a smaller division, well, this is who is important for us to beat. So you yeah. let them know this is who we're trying this to beat. This is the team we're trying to yeah. beat. Yeah. If
2: you're around one of those yeah. people at the end of a race, your goal is to get across the yeah. line yeah. before
0: them. Yeah, kick and pass them and, yeah. you
2: know. so and it's a race. Yeah, it's obviously a race within a race then it's not you and your best time it's you trying Mm -hmm. to beat the people you need to beat that are around you
0: exactly yeah yeah and and i think you know through that if the kids are focusing on competing and it's a good day and it's a great i mean cross country it's really hard to compare times but you know if it's a good day and cross country weather wise and they're focusing on competing their times will come Mm -hmm. you know when i was in graduate school studying education our professors would always tell us just focus on the learning and the grades will come and I kind of took that to heart with coaching. If you focus on the training yeah. and focus on competing, you know, your times will come. You have to be aware of it, you know. And I'm not saying that it doesn't have its place in track and field, you know. I mean, you mm-hmm. want to know if you're shooting for a time, you can certainly train for it. But I think in my experience, the competing part of it was really paramount in coaching, you know. Yeah. So especially those eight years I was at USJ ch- trying
2: to help kids learn how to compete you know, and bringing mm-hmm. that same thing. You know, when I got- well, and then your fifth place person plays just as much or as important of a role as your your first runner. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, almost that, more that important team yeah. cohesion, that camaraderie, mm-hmm. where you're wanting to elevate the performance of your oh yeah your fifth person mm-hmm. because they play a huge role. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, twentieth versus twenty third. Is a yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could have somebody,
0: difference. you know, like on the team, like when I ran in high school, my senior or junior year, we finished like fourth or fifth at the state meet. And that was the year my friend won. Well, he won. His brother was eighth. And we had two other guys like right on 20th. Well, our fifth guy was like 86th, you know. So if he just scored 20th with us, mm-hmm. you know, your fifth person can get a lot more points than your oh, first exactly, and second right? people. Yeah. So focusing, focusing on that aspect as a coach and developing Runners at that level, you know, it's pretty important um, if you want to be a competitive team. And you're Absolutely. just you're not going to win team team wise unless you have strong, a really strong five. Mm-hmm. So so you so
1: backtrack a little bit. Had some success in high school. Yeah. ran it at
2: Union right. University. Mm-hmm. I think clearly we got to talk about some PRs at some point, right? Yeah, yeah Actually, most of my like more... <laughs> to hear some of these PRs. I mean, uh, yeah. we've been talking about competing versus times, but. <laughs> I'd sort of like to hear some of these yeah. PRs.
0: Well, you know, it's be, like it's funny you bring it up. Yeah, I ran at Union, um, and that was an eye-opening experience because when I went there, it's and now it's a Division two school, and so they compete at, at you know, a much higher level um, in some races. When I was there, it was the NAI. Okay. So, um, but we got to run in races against like I ran against SEC schools and um, Division two schools, and was was not was not good and was not dedicated enough the first two years I was there. Um, and I think I'd watched, I was watching the New York City Marathon just after my sophomore season of running it ended. And I don't know what happened, but I just remember thinking, okay, I want to get into gear and do this. And that's when I think I can remember my training kind kind of picking it up a notch. And so I was able to qualify and run into NAIA national cross country championships and did, you know, barely, Okay, I would say mediocre, barely yeah. okay, barely okay. You, you finished solid, a very Chris. strong okay, <laughs> <Solid>. <laughs> very mediocre. It was like middle of the pack and towards the back of the pack my senior year. But you know, I think for me, uh, running at Union was a was perfect because one, I had an excellent coach who you know was more passionate about. He loved the sport, but he's more passionate about us as people becoming you know solid people and cared yeah. about us Character and the building. sport exactly yeah. yeah and and loved the sport and challenged us and pushed us and he's won dozens and dozens of conference titles and and had you know all americans and you know taken numerous teams at national championships so he knows what he's doing but for me he didn't overrun us Yo. you know he didn't over train us and so when i got out um and even while i was coaching i was still I, I wanted to run you know and that's when i that's when a lot of my faster times just came. like sea yeah just love to run yeah <laughs> Yeah. And if I'm not, I just like to lay I watched, around. Sorry, I watched Sea Biscuit the other night. So it's fresh on my mind. Yeah, that's a really good movie. Actually, <laughs> yes. that end scene—that's yeah, a good motivating uh-huh. scene. There, like the last uh-huh. race. You know, think of it like he's racing. That, little, that horse is racing that last that last race, and some dude this is only slightly off time. This is off time. The other <laughs> that other horse slowed down for him. I don't know if mm-hmm. that really happened, but it slowed down, mm-hmm. and Biscuit was like. He sped up and ran with him, and then he was like, Okay, I can do this. And yeah. like running and, and sports are a lot like that. You know, like if, you have, like if you're in a race and you're thinking you can't do it, but you know, your friend or teammate backs off a bit and is with you for a second, then you think, Okay, that boost. That's a, that's a huge boost, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, no, yeah, I mean, a lot of my um, faster running happened after college for me because okay. I wasn't burnt out on running. I mean, we weren't running 70, 80, 90 mile weeks in college and I mean had we have yeah I probably would have run a lot quicker but it was also I was also the first person recruited to run cross country at union for the men in 50 years because they just started the program back so it was brand new so I was there it was a brand new uh program and so uh that that was part of it now it's more established and they're able to get a lot higher quality guys in because it's division two but um yeah I, I learned a lot you know running there about just how to you know recover well and balance life with running yeah. but after i got out that's when i had this plethora of time you know and basically my t- all much for 10 years it mm-hmm. was everything uh, everything was about like running like sports wise everything was
2: about running and so yeah so after college you get into coaching yeah yeah and you start pursuing longer distance mm-hmm. events right? yeah
0: yeah yeah, uh, Coach Johnson at Union actually convinced me to do my first marathon. It was like 2007, or he asked me when I was going to do it. Um, and that's after I'd run a lot of half marathons. I'd run the Germantown half three or four times. That's where I got my PR, actually, is the mm-hmm. Germantown half course. I ran like 110.39 on that course in 2006. And then the following year, I uh, decided to try marathons. Okay. And so, yeah, Huntsville was my first marathon. And, um, uh,
2: how did how did that first marathon go?
0: It went well. Uh, yeah, I, I was. Gosh, I don't remember what place I got. I think it was like. I was like, I don't know, maybe fifteenth or something. It was pretty competitive field. Like the winning times were in the two, like two twenty or something okay. like that. But it went, it went, it could. Here's the thing: it could have gone better, and I knew it could have gone better. But the week before, uh, I was in Memphis, and I was going to run. Uh, I was, I needed to do a run. And I was like, I can run about 12 miles or so this Saturday, 13. i got the marathon next week, and I'll be fine. I was like, I'll just pop in and run with my sister in the St. Jude half marathon. (laughs) And that will hold me back, you know. Uh, From running, I just run with her. She's a great runner. Uh But it would have not near the pace that I was used to running at. I got too competitive, Mm -hmm. you know, and ended up finishing that. And like holding back a lot and ran like a 112 and finished fourth. And I remember thinking after that, okay, that was really dumb to do because i've got a marathon next week yeah. and i just ran this at at the time i was thinking oh, i could run huntsville in around you know uh you know 233 or so and i ran that marathon a lot you know how anyways it didn't help mm-hmm. it didn't help live so, and learn is, chris which live is learn. <laughs> well which the thing is lesson, i had the, yeah. that's the thing i had lived and i had i just didn't apply <laughs> yeah well that's like yeah. You know, i'd learned it and i just didn't apply it so yeah, I mean well, that's a great lesson though. You it's do a so... lot of dumb things
2: uh-huh.
1: like when you're an early even if you're coaching, like even yeah. early on mm-hmm. coaching, you're still coaching yourself basically. So right. You, you do a lot of dumb things mm-hmm. and then you learn from those and then you make sure that your athletes don't do those dumb things. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's and what I, it comes down yeah. to. You're you're the experiment
2: mm-hmm. and well, and I think we could have known that this was coming because uh, we talked about the fact that you are a competitive person. Yeah. And you put yourself in a competitive <laughs> environment for a training run. Yeah, which exactly. should have been a, like a more of a uh-huh. a prep for this. Yeah, should have been nowhere near right. You should have known. I, should have if I were been. coaching you, I would have said, Chris, probably a bad idea. Yeah. You're too competitive <laughs> to show up to idea. a... An official race uh-huh. and run it easy. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't. Oh, are there going to
1: be people group. on the start line?
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, <laughs> don't <what> they, <laughs> go. <laughs> yeah. You know right. what they call two uh, two people riding together, right? <laughs> yeah. A it's no longer a group ride. Yeah, it's a race. It's yeah. a race. Yeah. 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 I
0: mean that happened, and I look back on it now, and I think, one, yeah, I, that it it didn't necessarily ruin my marathon because I still ran like a two thirty eight there, but um, I definitely was off you know, five, six, seven minutes from what I feel like I could have done. So, but, and the, uh, you know, should have done it. It wasn't wise, but it also is a testament to just the, the fitness I had then, you know, and like looking back on that now I've, one of our physically couldn't do it. You know, I couldn't race a half marathon at a specific level. And then a week later, go run a marathon. I'm just older and I've been training necessarily the same way, but I've been meaning to talk to you about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll dive into... Uh, yeah, that's really why I'm on the couch. Changing. This is an intervention for my, <laughs> for, my, for my running. You know? uh, no, but, you know, yeah, so... If that, you
2: could go back in time, would you have run that one harder, the half? If you held back and ran a 112, would you, like, just try to blow it out? Or would you have not done that and then just threw them all in, gone all in on the marathon?
0: I would have I would have just gone all in on the marathon. No. Uh, that was a bigger goal yeah uh yeah the marathon was a bigger goal I mean yeah and I caught a there's been a you know I've raced dozens of half marathons and I've caught and by what I mean by caught good days is the weather was good the legs clicked it's just like everything you want to happen from all your training happens and it's hard to verbally explain it you have to experience it you guys know what I'm talking about and other people do as well but it just felt like I wasn't breathing while I was running it felt that easy I mean and I you know well, that's what we were talking about just yeah. before we
2: started the podcast. We were talking about cycling related stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was yeah, like, that's what you were saying. You know, there's just times where you're on a good day yeah. and you're yeah. like, I feel like I'm holding back, mm-hmm. but am I going? Like, what's going on here? Yeah. Sometimes you're just on a great day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's where, like, as a coach, we generally have a hard time saying, This is your hard pace. You know, shorter distance stuff, you mm-hmm. can be a little more specific with it. But when you're dealing with something like a marathon and you're coaching your marathon people, and they wanna know this is you know, what's my exact pace I need to be running? Yeah, it's like, well, let's let's look at what the weather's gonna be. Right. I mean course obviously, you know the course in advance, but mm-hmm. that weather's the huge, a yeah. huge anomaly that you don't have control over. Right. And you could have a a decent swing if you're you know been training when it's cold and it's an 80 degree day yeah, that happened at st jude this past year exactly, i mean people had yeah. been training and it was 40 degrees mm-hmm. you
0: know and i had been training a lot i'd been maybe training five or six weeks worth of running um and decided to you know i jumped in and th- that day you know we were there that day together and we it don't was, need to talk about that <laughs> We, yeah, the we race got, got pushed back. And, the race got pushed back an hour because of the mm-hmm. weather. The humidity level rose yeah. a lot. It, it rained, and it rained, and then it was—I don't know how hot it got, but it was very humid. And so the the sweat that was just on your body, it couldn't evaporate, so your body's staying hot. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so those are all huge things you got to think
2: about and adjust on the fly. You know, people yeah. listen to this. There's going to be times where you have to abolish your plan in the moment mm-hmm. like you need to listen to feedback that's going on from your body and paying yep. attention to conditions because you you can save your race uh if you if you do so or you can suffer and right yeah really i mean I, like when i was
0: like when i was racing marathons and even halves um I, I would try i would like have okay this is this is the a plan b plan c plan yeah and then uh you know a would be this is if everything goes great. This is you know this is if the Perfect weather's yeah if the weather's good. good if I'm sleeping good, you know if I've ever, yeah exactly. B is okay, that modified a bit because the weather's off, and then C is just if it hits the fan, you know you're like <laughs> okay I'm just gonna finish. And I've been there. I mean that uh-huh. was and when I ran Boston a couple years ago, the last time I did it, that was it. It was just okay. Um, I've never had this happen 15 miles into a marathon before ever in my life. I've never felt this way, so I'm just going to finish oh. because, you know, I don't want to, you know, I want to finish it. I don't want to say I didn't finish it. Yeah. but How can I safely do it? And so it was just a lot of run walking, yeah. you know. And I didn't, I didn't get injured, and I, I could have dropped out. But so I mean, there's a, you, you've got to enter races with certain levels of expectations, but not all in on just one goal because if it doesn't happen, what are you going mm-hmm. to do to? in that situation other than just stop you know because sometimes you don't need to stop like in biking i've been there before like i've been dropped off pro one two races like last year at oakridge i got popped off but Mm -hmm. it was okay i'm going to use this as a training ride and if i finish we get you know we get we're gonna get some tiber points and the team you know this is good the team could use these points Mm because this is what we're going for so you just got to have multiple goals heading into a race and be you know be able to adapt
2: so and not let pride get in the way yeah yeah so over the
1: years uh you know we've alluded to this chris has gotten into uh cycling mm-hmm. you know worked your way up to a cat two cyclist pretty quickly that wasn't by
0: my choice though well <laughs> so, i mean it was but yeah. you were
1: you were gently nudged into cycling and no that uh, wasn't
0: i wanted to do cycling in the cat the cat two thing i was perfectly happy to say a three one more season <laughs> before a teammate moved
2: up Sandbagger man.
0: No, I didn't say I'm learning. I call it learning. I call it learn bagging. <laughs> Sandbagging. I call it learn yeah, bagging actually, how sand. we
2: met Chris was through cycling. Yeah, you yeah. were mm-hmm. uh, you were on. We recruited you to our cycling team. You did. And yeah, we coached you for mm-hmm. a season or two. I guess. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Um, Chris was really uh, aerobically solid. Yeah. And went uphills hills, uh, pretty tremendously. Yeah. Uh, I early did. on, did pass
0: descending. Things. On the other hand. <laughs> <laughs> as most runners experience.
2: As I'm most sure, runners into cycling, you know. Yep. You got yeah. that big engine mm-hmm. yeah. and you need to you're, fine-tune the your skills. We're just handling. afraid.
0: Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I no I jumped over the
2: top there.
1: Well anyway, so you, you know, you moved your way up pretty quickly in cycling, um, have done some duathlon. Yeah. Um so, you know, you're you're still using endurance sports like so many people out there are using endurance sports as your competitive outlet. Mm-hmm. You know, honestly, like, you know, if I'm speaking for competitive people here, you can't just give it up. Like, you can't just give up competition if you're really competitive. Yeah. Otherwise, you end up being that person who's, like, goes to game night and you're, like, losing your mind because you're, like, losing at Monopoly. We will play categories one more time. One more. One more. more. So, like... Skyboard. You have to have that, either that or, you know, it's your it's your stress relief. It's your, you know, it's, it's a lot. It means a lot to people who are competitive, yeah. in, you mm-hmm. know, these sports. So, um, but as an athlete who competed at an extremely high level at one point, and Bryant can probably speak to this as well, even though it wasn't endurance sports, um, going from having like all the time in the world to train and race and, yeah. uh, you know, your body can take just about anything you throw at it and... You know, like how do you how do you mentally take that step from I used to be up here, and now like I just can't perform and train at that level anymore. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of ex-competitive, uh, elite level, collegiate level athletes out there who have a really struggle a lot with like just mentally doing the training and getting getting the training in because it if they in their head if they can't compete at At the highest level level they used to it's just not yeah yeah, it's not worth it to them but so how how did you how do you kind of make that leap
0: um i mean for me it is uh it just starts with acceptance i mean you know i'm not old by any stretch none none of of us are old i'm 30 almost 37 but you know i have to be able to accept the fact that i'm not going to be able to run as fast of a 5k as i did when i was in you know in my early 20s mid 20s even late 20s and so i think just accepting and realizing that that happens to everybody it's not just a one person thing this isn't just me you mm-hmm. know this isn't this is a part of life you're going to get older and your athletic ability it it just drops a little bit um so like for me it was just kind of accepting it and it's been the past couple of years that i've realized you know you know maybe if i put in x amount of minutes and in intensity a week running that i could get you know get this a little bit
2: better but how close do you think you could get like if you didn't have to work you didn't have to get up and do early morning training sessions i think athletes, rebecca's watching this right now if, so if all you if you won the lottery and all you had to do to was devote your time to train which you don't have i mean that's probably no, the I, acceptance no, thing yeah. you have other priorities yeah, other yeah. responsibilities yeah i mean i
0: think i think i could I don't know. It's been a while since I've run. That. <laughs> it's been a hot minute. <laughs> it's been a hot minute. I didn't realize I'm actually put. And I always like I love racing half marathons, so that's where my mind's going. Gotcha. So I mean, my life goal is always to try to run under 70 minutes for a half marathon. And there are a lot of guys in Memphis that want to do that, or at least by a lot, I mean a handful of guys in Memphis that I know want to do that. I mean, I think I could get relatively close to it i mean if we're talking time wise i might maybe run like under 115 again for it but i don't think i could go like as quick as a 110 i mean it would take years of of that and it would take a lottery win for that to
2: happen for me able to pursue it but the whole thing there was just to give people kind of perspective on that that's if you went all in had no other responsibilities so now you throw in all these other responsibilities that you do have
0: yeah i mean you know married homeowner uh job we've got like you know, we don't have kids, we have t- two pets. And it's just... And the desire, too. It's like, I just... Do I want to train that much? Suffer that much? Mm-hmm. You know, you, that's somebody everybody... Something each person has to weigh on their own. So, you know, for me, how, do, how I adjusted it is, uh, you know, there are age categories, man. Within that's running, true. there's yeah. age That's why categories. they brought in age groups. Yeah, there's sure. age yep. groups. And that's a real thing. It's They didn't make it up so everybody felt good. You know, it's a real thing. You know, like, if you're... A, you know, if you're they're like seventy, you're the best seventy-year-old is not going to run as fast as the best twenty-year-old. It's just not gonna unlikely. Have, <laughs> unlikely, very yeah. Unlikely. Very, so age Unless affects us. Yeah. Uh, being
2: implemented, yeah. yeah. I think on my on my end of things. So playing basketball, you know, high school, college, I I sort of I, I achieved the highest level that I think I physically could have. You know, I wasn't I wasn't going to play pro. Um, I probably maybe could have gone and played like some league in south america or something and, then, and uh and we got paid nothing and uh you know lived the life of a very poor domestic moment. pro cyclist uh but you know so i kind of achieved the highest i thought that i could and for me switching sports and going to cycling then like was a new exciting unknown mm-hmm. you know, Yeah, I, I essentially went from like kind of clawing my way to a to a high level and then my first race very quickly told me that, oh wow, this is it was actually kind of cool, you know. Now I'm on like the low rung again, yeah. mm-hmm. and so now it towards. was like this new competition. I was, you know, hearing you say you went over to cycling, yeah. And it's kind of one of those things, like as you kind of get to your your peak, your mm-hmm. cap, you know, your ceiling. Um, I know we're always trying to push that level, but switching things up and trying something new. Where you're learning new skills, you're yeah. you're having like for me it was like a body type change as well. The training was totally different, uh-huh. so it made it interesting and fresh. And as a competitive person, I loved going from that bottom and having yeah, working your way out and there. working my way back up. Right. So I think for you know someone who is coming from a and and like you just mentioned, endurance sports in general are awesome because I mean playing men's league basketball. I mean I like playing basketball, but that. Like being a city champion or something didn't really <laughs> excite me anymore. Yeah. And eventually, there's a lot of wear and tear, you know, rolled ankles and jam fingers and who knows what else with with basketball. But with endurance sports, I mean, you see people. Yeah, it's way easier on the body, right? Brian? It's so much easier. <laughs> but you see people—they have national championships for the 60-plus race. Broken. I mean, that's the um, guy broken. who's still broken in 18th yeah, st- place. St- I'm still moving, man. <laughs> no, but you have—it's a sport that you can do for much longer if you don't totally wreck yourself. Right? Yeah by smashing yourself on the pavement we'll save that for another day we talked <laughs> a great about... topic we'll, we'll have we, one we, of our... we haven't gone into wound care coming yet. back from injury and scrubbing classic, out re- red rashes rash. yeah
1: but it is it is a good point like you you completely change you, you've reached a level and you know it's kind of like uh you think of it as like um like a vp or something of one business mm-hmm. changes industries and now is a a ceo because you know just changing them and enforcing and, and putting them in a situation where they're now they're forced to like learn like mm-hmm. they didn't have to learn for the longest time because they had reached a specific level yeah, but now oh. they have to learn they have to mm-hmm. you know work to to go up and it kind of just elevates them yeah. you know their progression because they've they have no other choice but to learn and if they're a competitive person it feeds them yeah it, exactly it makes That's... you it makes you hungrier it makes you want to it's the same thing. As soon as I jumped into
0: endurance sports, I was like, "Exactly.
1: well, I suck right now, exactly. so I can only go up. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. pretty exciting.
0: Yeah. And it's like, like when we did the, um, my first proper trail race was the Big Hill Pond. And I mean, I'd done like one eight-miler trail race before, but like my proper trail was Big Hill Pond. And I'd never run on a course that demanding before. I didn't know anything about it. I mean, we had done the, the course preview run, but like even within running, you can switch with specialty. You yeah. know, if you're racing, if you're like a road racer and you're waning and in your interest in that this is what helped me like this is this is what helped me with deal with not performing at a high level is just try a new thing out you know yep. like go go to the trail races and experience that and when mm-hmm. i did that race you know that was as it it kind of generated this new excitement for yep. the sport because you're around different people there's a different mentality mm-hmm. with trail racers compared to road racers yeah um you know, you meet new folks. You're exposed to different sides of running as a business that, that you might not have been aware of. And um, and it, you know, trail racing it, it it takes you to a lot and you know, I guess it's up for debate, but like a lot, a lot more like prettier places in terms of terrain and stuff. That that's neither really nor there, but it's it can be reinvigorating if you try something new out. You know, if you've just been running ro- local 5K races and you're kind of like oh how I mean, do I- that,
2: that's what da- dale's been experimenting with beer mile. Like, <laughs> beer mile he's like after the 50k i think Actually, i'm gonna bring the yeah. distance back and yeah. i'm gonna take it to the beer mile range we did a a did
1: four by one beer oh, relay right. last yeah. year and yeah, we're dude. supreme champions
2: that's right mm-hmm. supreme,
1: supreme. champions shout out supreme. to my team Let's shout out philip young Phillip. doug earthman do you have favor safer, yeah. let's yes. be honest
2: you you had the dead ringer with Doug we did add
1: Doug Doug <laughs> Erfner, was a dead ringer for that Doug I
2: think, <laughs> I think you're made
0: we need to start a few more of these beer relays yeah yeah just create a bunch of events that perfectly cater to your uh, ability <laughs> yeah. and then that's how you be competitive you know? well and then just on Friday nights
2: you say you're training yeah, yeah. <laughs> honey I'm gonna train with honey, the boys training <laughs> so I did five uh, fast beers <laughs>
1: I'm gonna run anyway. four hundred meters really hard. Anyway. I didn't quite train for that one, but uh, <laughs> they threw some surprises in. This is off topic and but exciting. New at exciting. the half half mile point, they made you eat a donut.
2: Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. That know was you. tough. That's, That's struggling like struggling down a dry donut, dry like when you're <gasps> anaerobic. You're like, I wish I'd have known. I'd have eaten more donuts leading into this. <laughs> oh, <my goodness. laughs> yeah. yeah, felt like Kobayashi over there. But I, uh, going back on topic, <laughs>
1: I think that you know, if you're a competitive person. It doesn't matter what what sport you put yourself in, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to perform higher at a higher level than the average person because of your competitive nature. The I drive, mean, yeah. I mean, if you look at it, so Chris- And embracing the process. Chris is a, yeah. a road runner, got into cycling, and then just decided, hey, I'm going to do trail running and- you won the race you yeah. won the 25 kid. Yeah. yeah. you know so it's just like if you're if you're a highly competitive person if you need you know if you're having trouble like not performing on the road as a road racer mm-hmm. go to the trails or you yeah. lose the excitement yeah, yeah.
2: if the yeah. excitement is gone because you're finishing same times or your times not different you're yeah. racing yeah. the same people you're like you kind of almost pre-know what's going to happen versus yeah. that's a great time to switch things yeah i mean don't be afraid to try
0: yeah don't be afraid to try something new i mean even Mm -hmm. when i do i've only done a couple do that a couple doathlons um but when i did them i like yeah i probably should have practiced my transitions and stuff but they were last it was like kind of a last second decision so don't let like well i've got to practice everything perfect all the time and i'm not saying you don't need to be safe obviously you need to know your stuff to be safe in those events but don't be afraid just to try something kind of spur of the moment just to get a taste for it and, and see what it like, you know, what it's like. I mean, that can, that can lead you down a road to being that that's your next thing, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's doathlons or, or trail races or, um, you know, just cycling in general. I mean, it took me a long time to get out of running and just try to be better at cycling. I think my first race was 2007 to Smith and Nephew. And mm-hmm. then I did again two years later, and then I did another one two years later in Chattanooga. And, and then that in, like, 2011, and then that's when I started racing yeah. bikes, you know, yeah. a whole lot more. And so it, you don't have to just be a one. You don't have to just be a runner or a One trick pony? or yeah. a, one know, trick pony. You can have a main thing. I didn't think I
2: was going to be able to work that in today, but one trick pony. Oh. I oh. think, how are we doing on time here? Oh, we're always over time. Yeah, right. okay. Uh, so good. We're at 40-something, 40, 40-ish minutes. Uh, one thing I'd so, like yeah. to chat a little bit about, so... You know, I grew up more mainstream sport. Dale grew up more mainstream sports. You know, football. When we're talking about football, basketball, baseball, soccer, kind of thing. Um, cross country, more of an auxiliary thing, although gaining a lot of popularity. So, um, kind of talk about if you, it, the Memphis running scene. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of exciting stuff going uh-huh. on with cross sure country is. here, yeah. um, but if you can talk a little more to the parent of a child who maybe doesn't have interest in something like basketball or yeah. football, or, you know, that's, that's not a sport for everyone. And there are really. a lot of kids out there who can get plugged into a team, be a mm-hmm. part of that environment and maybe, you know, really, really grow. So, yeah. I mean,
0: yeah. Know. I mean, there are a lot of kids that they love basketball, football, you know, baseball, you know, soccer, kind of the bigger sports in the area. But there's th- there are thousands and thousands of kids in Memphis that that don't do those activities mm-hmm. and they're involved in track and field and, and cross country running and so there are outlets for that in Memphis and um, increasingly in, more increasingly more which so,
1: is one thing we're work- we're working yeah. with Memphis Youth Athletics on it, putting more opportunities out mm-hmm. there for for kids to get into running yeah. and schools to host programs right
0: because it used to be just the only outlet outlet for like running would be okay does my school have a running team and i'm gonna go do that and if Mm -hmm. they don't oh well i'll i can't do it or you might have a parent that ran and so if your school didn't have a running team they would take you to some road races and that would be like some five k. yeah some five k's and that's what we did like i mean we would run cross country and like you know just before basketball season would start we'd go do some five k's and stuff on the road so And what we're doing with MYA is just partnering with them to help them grow youth, you know, middle distance running and distance running and then cross country as well. I mean, they have um, gotten thousands and thousands of kids entered over the past few years into the uh, cross country series at Shelby Farms. And so we're out there talking to parents, talking to kids about their running and training and uh, helping them get, you know, some of them I coach and help them get into structured programs and um, others get connected with a school uh, if they're at a school that doesn't have a program helping them get connected with a school so that you know they can have friends to train with and people to run with so um, I mean it's definitely growing I mean I sat down last night with a dad and his son who were um, that that was that was him I mean the kid he's ten he's like I want to do running when mm-hmm. can I start he's like when are you going to start coaching me when when does it start when I get my plan yeah and he's ten you know and so the excitement's there and i consider memphis like one of the biggest uh in terms of excitement enthusiasm for running one of the it's one of the biggest cities in in america for it i mean it really is it, it absolutely is like i moved here just not that from not that far away and running is humongous here i mean if you look at some of the success some of the local high schools have had in cross country and then uh look at how interested the community is in running specifically within the city Mm -hmm. itself you know there's i mean there's probably i think we counted it one time when i was at a previous job like there was like 26 5ks or maybe 30 from january to june in the city just
2: one every (laughs) weekend like saturday sunday yeah there's probably more and so so a parent wanting to plug their kid in if there isn't a school available Uh step for a parent
0: I, if there isn't a school available, I mean, y- you can obviously contact us and we can help you get in touch with the right people. Or you can talk to Memphis Youth Athletics mm-hmm. and talk to Nick Dwyer and he'll help you get connected uh, with, uh, with a school and um, with, a, you know, with a program. Or he'll, he might send, send you our way. I've had that happen mm-hmm. before where he send kids yep. our way. But you know, if you're a parent and you've got a kid that loves running, um, and you want them getting plugged in with the school, but their school doesn't have it, get in touch with Nick, and he can help you. Or, you know, get in touch with us, and, you know, we can, you know, we can, we can work with them. But I think the, the main thing, like, I guess this is a bigger picture thing, but if you have a kid that's interested in running, and they're younger, is, um, you know, don't, and I tell, I, I tell parents this a lot, don't make it about their time. Don't talk about how fast they're running and if they gotta run faster every single meet. Don't ask them what their what was your time? Every don't let that be the first question you ask your kid when they finish a race. You know? Absolutely I mean, don't don't do that because that's what that that's kinda of what like school is about, is making good grades and they get a lot of maybe pressure that way. And as a young kid, if they wanna retain interest in the sport, it needs to be competitive and fun mm-hmm. for them on their level first. So Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, if they want to get a kid into the sport, talk to Memphis Youth Athletics. No. They will definitely hook you up with a good with a good team. So,
2: and I think one of the big thing when we've done camps and stuff before, we'll sit down and talk with the kids, and it's like one thing I always say, and something that has drawn me to endurance sports in general was how how character building it is. Yeah, absolutely. you know, I never once playing basketball thought this is so tough. I want to quit. But during endurance events, you generally, if you're doing it right, you ask yourself that a lot. You're mm-hmm. like, why, why am I pushing myself this hard? Why am I doing this? Why am I going out like just this past Saturday on a, on a training ride when it, the feels like temperature was 14 degrees? I mean, <laughs> so you're, doing, you're doing stuff that you j- n- don't necessarily want to do. You're learning a lot about your body. You're pushing yourself hard. You're you're suffering. You're grinding it out. Mm-hmm. You're putting in the work, yeah. and race days where you're you know reaping the rewards. But at the time, you're still suffering. So yeah. I think it's a great a kid that gets plugged into something like you know cross country or track or um, you know something that requires maybe not as glamorous as yeah you know like a, a basketball where you're in the uh, you don't run basketball. out to music,
0: and there's you know you're not mm-hmm. you're not there's not this loud yet. stadium. Yet. That's true. Yet you're not in a loud stadium where mm-hmm. people where you can hear it. But I tell you what, there are some really good things happening through Memphis Youth Athletics in terms of meets and event management. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I was at one of them last year the um, the Frank Horton Invitational, which was going on for geez thirty years maybe, and they put it under the lights at Shelby Farms, and they had an open five k well, race, and it was a two day thing, and I went and raced that. And then i was back there i was there that night for the other races and then went to the high school meets it was awesome it's loud it's under the lights it's i mean it's just a different way a different twist on the same thing you know and so um there's a lot of exciting things for parents to plug their kids in in terms of running and you know in memphis we do summer camps through Mm -hmm. memphis youth athletics we've done them with high schools before teaching kids literally teaching you wouldn't think you could do it, you know. But you teach people how to run and how to move mm-hmm. their body properly. So oh, sure, yeah. That you know, there's camps that we do that they can, that they can get plugged in with. And I mean, even stuff like you know, um, our My Elite Cross Country program. You know, if you have a, if your child's faster and they really like it and they want to be pushed to kind of another level and train with kids that are a little bit quicker, um, you know, we this is the first year for that program and we took some kids to North Carolina to race the Footlocker. Cross country South Region Championship, and um, so that was a first for MYA and a first for us as an organization. And so there's a lot of interesting things happening.
2: Now um, uh, we're for sure excited about Absolutely. it.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Anything else, guys? I think it's a lot of good information. A mm-hmm. lot of good, um, you know, a lot of good topics. We kind of went sideways a couple times. That's uh, that's what happens when you mm-hmm. when you actually feel when
2: you're this comfy when yeah. you're
1: when you're this when you're so comfy. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you just the. The conversation flows mm-hmm. sideways. <laughs> mm. All right, guys. Appreciate you hanging out. Um, make sure to leave us a review and a, uh, a five-star rating if you're listening on iTunes or any other podcasting um, outlets. We if, will catch you guys next time. If
2: you were on Facebook, uh, please weigh in on whose socks you preferred the most. Woo-hoo.
0: Puma. Damn,
2: Puma. man. Dale stepped his game up.
1: Strong. Strong sock game this week. Eh, Puma. Puma for the win. Costco Pumas. <laughs> you got them
2: Pumas going. Costco couch, Costco Pumas. I really, All right. I
0: really don't even know how I ended up with these socks. <laughs> the no, you stole someone's socks.
1: All right, guys. Catch you next right. time. Peace. Adios. <laughs>